What's up? It's your host, Tori, and who is ready to be petty? Welcome back to another episode of RTBP. I'm back with Sophie from Unpaid Emotional Labor, and we are covering the reunion episode of Love is Blind Season 2. As you all know, we covered the full season um, last week. We did a video version, which you can find on Sophie's Patreon, and then the audio version on my feed. Same goes for this week. The uh, video was released on Monday, and you're hearing this on Wednesday. But I highly recommend you watching the video version. It's um, really fun. I do some more like, you know, prop work. <laughs> so I just suggest you check that out. And it's been so much fun talking with Sophie um, these past two weeks. And I feel like the stars really aligned. They brought us together to talk about Nick Lachey and Jessica Simpson. I've been singing uh, What's Left of Me all day. We recorded at eight in the morning. It is now past midnight and I am still singing What's Left of Me. It's just a really good song. We're going to cover more Nick and Vanessa with the ultimatum uh, coming in April. So that's going to be really fun. But it's been so nice chatting with you all in my DMs about the show. And I really appreciate everybody's opinions and you know just really dissecting the show so I want to give a shout out to Sakina uh she slid into my dms and we were talking a a little bit about Shane and we were just talking about how maybe his facial expressions and body movements could be stimming could be coming from something like Tourette's we kind of jumped on the coke bandwagon like real quick but yeah after watching the reunion and just seen you know his body language like those kind of behaviors come out in stress um we just kind of jumped to conclusions in this series and that wasn't super fair so we don't know what's going on but yeah it's it's evident that there's something uh and then jade slid into my dms and this is something we didn't cover on the podcast but just the conversation between Mallory and Jarrett, like I thought that the way that Jarrett said that it was a joke was really underselling and just like not an accurate description of their conversation at the beach. Um, it was definitely not a joke. They were super intoxicated and they were talking about like real things and both being kind of inappropriate. So kind of annoying that he kept insisting that it was a joke even though it was an inappropriate joke. And again, I just don't think that that was the right word to like really capture what happened. Anyways, if you have more comments and more insightful things that you want to talk about around the reunion um, or anything that's happened on social media afterwards, feel free to reach out to me. I feel like some people were like surprised that I responded. Trust me, I am desperate for attention and just desperate to talk to people about love is blind so my dms are always open okay that's enough for me let's get to the show here is my conversation with sophie i didn't think we'd start with the eye sweats (laughs) sorry we're crying we're crying (laughs) okay i just want to preface this with saying it is 8 (laughs) a.m where i am so this is and it's 10 a.m in chicago if it's like more this is more unhinged that's why i haven't even had a, i didn't have time to make a coffee because i was fucking slapping makeup on my face <laughs> <laughs> i'm blow drying my hair 
Well, you you know, sacrifices for our fans and uh, this this chaotic universe that we've inserted ourselves in. Like no one asked for this. Like we're inserting ourselves, but you look great. And so you have is that coffee or tea? Mm-hmm. Like is that kind of like it's a water a rush? It's water. Ooh. Okay. Well. S O S. So I thought you were like, oh, I didn't get to make my coffee the way I normally yeah. do it. Like I just instant in the in a in a piping hot yeah. cup. It's like, oh, it's hotter. No, we're struggling. <laughs> we're struggling this air. And water is like, why am I in there? Yeah. Similar to the bed community. Like, why am I being dragged into this? <laughs> oh my god. Oh, you know what I love about our chemistry is that. I didn't even need to do my intro. Like folks know what's <laughs> what's up. We just we just delved into and I I honestly I think this might help me restructure my podcast episodes moving forward because it's like I didn't even need to do the intro and I just love that we're diving into this. Me too, because we need to get into it. Okay, so I think it would be fun to start with like maybe just like what were you most surprised about? Just in just anything shocking that yeah, came or out? Like, or yeah, like, anything okay. that you're like, wow, this was not what I expected. Right. I think, I, I mean, I think we're going to have to start with our gold mine. Um, I think Abhishek saying, I mean, uh, unfortunately, the only one I'm attracted to here is uh, Vanessa. <laughs> okay. And the collective starts... And everyone sharded their pants. And obviously Nick Lachey looking like his soul, you know, he wrote what's left of me to talk about this moment in the future. That's a bop though. Like that's that's a fucking good song. People were like, why are you using this in your stories? Yeah, because I want to listen to it again, Karen. Like, yeah, I have it on my 90s, 2000s, 2010s playlist, but I wanted to listen to it again, you it's know? so fucking good. When the- <laughs> I have the video playing in Me my too. mind constantly. Me too. Me too. And he's, he has that same fucking faux hawk as he did in the same video. Same faux hawk. Oh, same um, medium shirt. We're just kind of like, oh, okay, can we do a, uh, can we get his blood pressure? I have some veins popping out. And so to see all of that 2006 glory aimed at Abhishek, and he was too stunned to see. <laughs> and his eyes were just shooting daggers. <laughs> I I think that's the first. I can't remember what reality show. So it has to be the first in a long time where, besides Housewives. Their reactions were so fucking like, li- like they were genuinely yeah. shocked. Like that is good TV. Yeah. Even though it's like a POS moment. Even though it's like, Abishak's gonna get me too pretty quickly, pretty soon. But it was like such a reality TV gold moment. Like you can't make that up. We'll never get another. Unfortunately, I'm only talking to you, but Vanessa Lachey, and we all know where we were when that moment happened. So I just love this, this moment. <laughs> okay, so I really want to talk about Nick and Vanessa too, because they contributed so much, like negatively and positively to this reunion. We're, we're, I hope we talk, I hope we can carve out time to talk about because them. Because 
Because they were such non-entities in the show that when they brought what they brought to this episode, <laughs> I was I was shocked. I was so shocked. Like that they were actually getting like angry and like getting involved. And they seemed like they cared <gasps> about the show. What and maybe like I think when we talked about last week that you didn't watch season one, and so they were over um overrepresented in the episodes and in the reunion they held yeah. back. So I think the whiplash of yeah, we only saw them like sprinkled throughout maybe three episodes total, and then for them to literally be the stars of this reunion, I'm it's like this is I want this formula. Yes. You know, you come out, you say your thing during the episodes, but then in the reunion, I want, I want to be read to filth by Vanessa Clearly Lachey once in my lifetime. Like the way she was coming for Abhishek's neck, I need this all the time. I was shocked. Oh, and then the gross way she was like, that's my man. She was like, ladies, stand back. Everyone's like, yeah, we're good. And then Nick is visibly trying. Nick is counting all the ways that if he assaults Abhishek, (laughs) can he get out of this? He's like, no, no, no. Last time I tried to get out of something legal, Jessica, Joe Simpson had a hold on me and it was really hard. So you're seeing Nick count all the ways he can get up an assault charge flashbacks unlocking memories of joe simpson and the in the simpson cult and then his wife is choking him <laughs> trying to say this is what you guys want to hold out for love is blind but if you have an affair it'll all work out like it, yeah it was i need that chaotic unhinged and i need those moments because you the, them on the fly they do their best work. Like I reading know. off their, you know, being scripted. It's like, okay, we get yeah. it. Obviously, being cliche, but them off the fly, like when Nick thought, oh, when Nick thought he had his moment telling Abhishek, well, you treat animals. Oh my God. You don't treat. <laughs> yeah, pets. I said good day. <laughs> you could just see him in his, like, in his little. His little beady eyes and his, his 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 brain was just working overtime. He was like, oh, the people are going to love this. I'm now like the new like woke king. Like I stand up against poor behavior, like men's poor behavior. It's like you were basically Abby Shake like fucking 10 years ago. And like, and I was like, you are like, you're like a mixture of, Kyle Sal, like Shane, like I was like, you were, you could have been put on the hot seat 10 years ago. I was like, have you changed as a person? That's what I wanted to know. That was one of my unanswerable questions in this reunion is like, is Nick, I was going to call him Nick Jonas. And then I was going to call him Nick Vial. Is Nick Lachey? Oh, like you, you listed like really terrible hits. Oh my God. <laughs> Thought you were gonna throw in Nick, throw in Nick Carter for good measure. I'm like Jesus Christ. That's literally the Rolodex that I was going through before I got to Nick Lachey. I think he thinks that he like he really did something with this reunion. Come, I mean that vein bulging out of his periwinkle tur- uh, 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 faux turtleneck. Like he really thought he's like, ooh, you know what? I'm gonna school him, and then 
it didn't help that everyone, there was someone, I can't remember as many times, I literally have watched that clip 45 times, but there's many times that I've watched it, there's someone that says, oh, shit. <laughs> and I'm like, who's, who's, who, who, who said that? Like, he did not say anything. I had to rewind I, the 20, the first 20 times I watched it was to like, wait, what did he say? Did he say, you treat like because I was trying to get the zinger of like what what was this read? It was he, he didn't stick the ending. No, no, no. It was sloppy. No, it should have been a one liner, but it was like six, like <laughs> six and amendments because I no, well, no, no, no. I mean, I I love it. Yeah, I love it. Like the next guy, and I'm like, if you're now you have to amend your jokes, it's not. It let it let it go <laughs> oh my god it was so brutal then it turned into like a like you said like this big book moment like hashtag i stand with the vet community like i and it was just pure chaos for however however many seconds it lasted you had shane literally sharding himself he did not want to be there um and then Abhishek is like, oh, wow, whoa, 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 And I'm like, what did he say? He didn't say anything. And he's like, well, the vet community is going to be really pissed, Nick. I'm like, this, give give this to, inject this into my veins. I know. Okay? ASAP. I know. So, okay, maybe let's just talk about Shake because it's like, did you ever figure out, because I didn't, when this was filmed? Yeah. So it had to have been filmed starting. So Love is Blind for me, it, it, the season one per, uh, film 2018. Yeah. It was around, premiered in 2020. Then it got so big that I think they did. I think that when it got so big, like in the heyday of, of the pandemic, before things got shut down, um, I think they were already casting in Chicago. So similar to how Sal was like, they told me, it, they probably found out that, oh, we're going to, production's going to be shut down. And they waited that first year. So I think early 2021 yes. is when they- Yes, because I heard that Danielle and, is his name also Nick? <laughs> oh my God, you know what? When I was making a meme last night, I was like, wait, is his name Nick? And, and I it, had, is. it took me like it two. It is. Yeah. So they got married in June 2021. Oh, you know what I was going to say also? It couldn't have been early 2021 because it would have been winter. So I think it was last yeah, summer. Yeah, so it would have been last summer. So, so they're coming ago. up on a year. And had they at this point when they did the reunion known the public's reaction? Yes, yeah. because when – because I found it had premiered like – it took so long to find a home to stream or they weren't even, it, it accidentally landed at Netflix. Like someone took a chance on it, but they were trying to shop this show to like a CB, uh, a CBS yeah. or like, an um, and so it accidentally landed at Netflix. And I think it landed there to die. Like they didn't think it was, was going to watch it because it was over be. a year of trying it exactly and so i honestly it was the formula of the pandemic where everyone was forced to like what the fuck what am i going to do all this time and because it had premiered i believe around valentine's day like early february so people hadn't seen it until six weeks later and then everyone's watching it and so you're having these cast members watching it too. And then it got so popular, they had to film the reunion and we got the reunion in 
oh, springtime, I think. So that's a good, they had like over a year to manicure their, or no, curate their personas. And, and I feel like that was the energy I was getting with all of the men. But we can talk about yes. that later. Exactly. And like even they, you can tell that they were prepared to ask the questions that they wanted to ask and like answer for some of their behavior. Right. Like total sterile PR energy and it enraged me. So I think maybe that's why I love those unscripted unhinged moments because like, come, come on guys, like let's, let's cut the bullshit. Um, Y'all all came here. This experiment was how can I become famous? Like stop they're trying to be like this quintessential couple in season one and you cannot be this couple. And it's like, after like, we're talking about like for them to have stewed in what love is blind is and see how massive it got for over a year. And you're going to pretend like, Oh, well, I didn't know this has happened. And every single one of them were verified up until four days after the premiere. Some were verified immediately. Like shut the fuck up. Like, I hate that. Like, deliberate ignorance i have that same issue with the bachelor franchise um and now i have it with these people it's like and that's why the first seasons of shows like this are so much better because they like like to handle is the exact same because they don't have any of these like preconceived notions but now it's like i guess they can just get that from other reality dating shows but right like, okay, so I think also one of the most shocking moments for me was Kyle and Shayna basically admitting that they, like, got engaged just to, like, continue on with the experiment. Speak on it. Now, see, now we're going to church. Like, I, I you know, speak like, on it because that part, I was floored. Same, same. Especially that they aired it. That they, that the producers heard that and like was like, oh yeah, we're okay with putting this out there because it's, it's like, we all knew it, but someone admitting it and like on the TV show, not in like an interview, like somewhere out in the ether and like stuff like that is so shocking. And it's like no fucking shit. Like both of you hated each other. (laughs) Like you don't, you didn't even like each other. And then, yeah, so obviously you did. And like, that's the other thing that I hate when people, I feel like I really changed my doing because I'm like, oh my God, marriage, such a big deal and getting engaged, such a big deal. But I'm like on this show, it's not because you just have to do that to continue on with the show. And when I was thinking about like Sal talking about how he like did put his life on hold for a year or whatever, like it's like you're waiting for a year. You start filming. You're like, oh, I only get a film for 10 days if I don't propose to someone or act crazy because there we found out that there was two couples that got engaged that just didn't make it to the second portion of the show. I'd be livid. <laughs> I would be livid. And apparently those couples are still together too. Yeah. And yeah. and to know that my slot was taken up because of Kyle and Shayna and Abhishek and Nick, I mean and Danielle, like it's uh I would I would have been livid. And so I think like you were saying, like that luster or the innocence of the first mm-hmm. season 
you can never recapture that. It's always going to be now this, these negotiations of how famous can I get and how can I manipulate this, but whatever the, you know, whatever the formula is. And what's also an issue is they need to stop pretending that this premise works. And I, and I know we talked about this last week, but it's like this whole idea that love is blind. And then between what shape was saying, like his, his whole, like as he had, as his mind evolved, I don't know what he was talking about. And Kyle admitting that he was there to stay. He wanted to, what did he say? He said, I wanted to see if the experiment worked as you all did here. And I'm just like, you're trash. And then Shayna fumbling through and squinting and just like, yeah, we want, we both wanted to stay on TV. So why are you asking me these questions? Like we're on Maury Povich. Yes. Like, what do you mean? Yes. I feel like I'm Shayna right I now hate. trying to read my notes. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> she did say that. Yeah. Oh wait. Yeah, wait. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like the pursed lip and the squint. I, I I love when she's like silently judging or like, are you fucking? Did you really just fucking say that? Okay, so yeah. But like about her squinting, I read an artic- a full article about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I was sent this article, and every time I saw the headline. Unfortunately, to my followers, if you're listening, I would delete it because I am not going to read an, oh, a whole article on Shane as to why she's I did. Sis needs an optometrist, but that's why you're here. You do, you're do. you doing good journalism. No, I'm, I'm barely. Okay, but I, okay, well, I can, I can answer it. She has negative 5.25 prescription, which is actually, I think, like basically legally blind. You're legally yeah, blind. Love is truly blind for Shana. <laughs> and then she's like, she's like, I can't. I think she was like, I can't wear contacts or something because I have like astigmatism or something. I was like, I think there's things for that, but like, I have astigmatism in one eye. I'm like a negative. Oh, actually, my my prescription was fixed because my last optometrist was a fucking idiot. So yeah, I have astigmatism in my left eye, and I so, and I have contact prescription for that so yeah i think she just needs like a new optometrist i think she's in denial want to believe that she 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 believes love is blind (laughs) she does not want to believe he is blind and and you know i stand with the legally blind community and (laughs) i just like yeah it was just so funny how she was like not again not a non-entity but like definitely one of those smaller characters and like just every reaction shot was just going straight to her yeah like we didn't see deep d's reactions didn't see natalie until 45 minutes into the fucking episode like I can't even. but then shane and, and, and i think they photoshopped mallory in there because where, where was she the whole episode where was she, she was literally but don't worry, we got added Shana. in post they added her in post I'm like, oh, oh, Melody's still here. <laughs> the fuck? But it's literally all of, but again, like, the did the producers understand the assignment? Were Shayna's squint reactions, like, perfectly timed, yeah. like, each moment? Yeah. Like, it was, but negative five. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. God damn. And I, maybe that's why she stuck it out with Kyle as long as she did, because he didn't come into focus until episode yeah, five. Like, she oh, didn't God. see that nose ring you know until. <laughs> now we know why she left to the, she went to the airport in her robe. <laughs> like I was always wondering, like, 
like literally till this day like my meme was wait a minute did natalie just no did did uh shana just leave and her, the shot is her in her robe with her two away suitcases <laughs> because she had to she she had to promote and it's because he finally came to focus with a negative 5.35 prescription he's she he leaned in he's like ah and she's like that's who i've been talking to all this time and she left in her robe <laughs> in her undergarments to the airport she said get me out of here now. she couldn't have been out of there faster N- not at all and she's like the hotel can charge me for stealing their robe i will pay for it okay he came into focus and the girl bounced <laughs> and you know shana fair i stand with the really blind community but you're not wrong it's fair also i didn't remember that kyle didn't get down on one knee during his proposal that should have been our biggest red flag that he doesn't give a fuck about this tv show he didn't even get down on one knee all the other guys did and you know what it reminded me of it unlocked when they went back to their bootleg proposal it unlocks the memory. Oh shit! You didn't see it. Oh, oh from okay. Maybe you should one. go yeah. see season one just for shits and giggles because yeah. there's some truly unhinged moments that are like, oh my, Giannina and Damien. You think Nick and Danielle are nuts? <laughs> I haven't seen anything. <laughs> Nick and Danielle are in a moose bouche of sorts. Giannina and Damien are the most like I. I would rather drink bleach than watch. They're not, they're no longer together, but I would rather drink bleach and watch them again. But it was literally chaos in the best yeah. way. And when they proposed, it was the most unhinged proposal I've ever seen in my life. And they had, they each gave each other boxes and they're like, Hey, do you have the box? Okay. Now look at the box. Okay, are you looking at it? Okay. Now open the box. Do you have the box? Okay, in the box is another box. And in that box is, it was, what was the in item the box? not lying. The ring? <laughs> Shout out to that beautiful scene in Seven. What's in the box? <laughs> and it's Gwyneth Paltrow's head. I wish it was Gwyneth Paltrow's head. At least it would have been entertaining. It was a ribbon. <laughs> okay, now tie that ribbon around your wrist. And Damien's like, you, you can't. Damien's, you can't he's like, what's going on? He's like, and then she's holding it with it. And Giannina has these like, I don't even know what to call them. It's it's this what she thought being a actress would mean playing in reality TV. Like she's like, she's just standing and she's like with her body and she's just like in this like obviously fake voice. And she's like, okay, Damien, I told you that when I first met you that I was going to, it was just, oh my God, just thinking about it makes me want to die. I butchered it enough. I think you should go watch season one when you have time. Like maybe, maybe wait until the summertime. Yeah, I need a After you've exorcised this season, but so so uh what's where was i going with the story Sheena oh my gosh kyle we to... being fake so ass. kyle was like i it, it made me it was like the first indication when they showed that playback of like oh this guy not only watched season one but he studied it 
that's how bad he wanted to be on his show. So when he had the box there and he's like, do you see the box? Oh, go get the box. Are you, are, is it open? Are you looking in the box? And I'm just like, oh my God, this is Janina and Damien, but like the dollar store version, like this is bad. So from day one, I think that Ninja Turtle wanted to be famous and, and didn't, he just wanted to be casted on anything. Yeah. So I apologize to my listeners for the, and viewers for this crazy unhinged tangent. I didn't know. I, I kind of got lost in there sometimes, but uh, no, I'm upset. when you're thinking about Giannina and Damien, Damien, like you'll, your brain will short circuit like mine. Well, did mine as well. literally in this reunion did short circuit. Oh, yeah an hour and two minutes like because you said your most shocking um so your so mine was <laughs> Abhishek trying to make a passive Vanessa clearly Lachey yours is Kyle and Shana admitting yeah we you know took up screen time to be famous what was there anything shocking that came out of the relationships whether it's like where they stand now or certain things that happened um behind because they were breaking the fourth wall like crazy like they didn't didn't care they were telling on each other they didn't give a fuck out of the relationships i think that like natalie and shane actually that they like actually did date afterwards i think that that was like the most shocking thing and that sal and mal only got one coffee like (laughs) together like not even a drink a singular coffee like starbucks down the road like you think she wasted some hours on a venti no 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 no. she took him to joe's uh no she took him to the coffee shops within the hotel like it's just there like when you're you don't even know what your barista looks like you just literally stick your hand out and they put a cup of coffee in there and you walk to the and uh, the exit like that's where they went and got coffee i don't think they sat down no no they didn't it's the coffee shop where they don't sell pastries. It was it was Mallory hates Salvador. Same. Oh, <laughs> I didn't mean to say that. I was gonna say I know. I was literally gonna be like, yeah, I know. Like you're right. If you're just tuning in, Tori is channeling Abishek with these like off the outbursts with these Freudian slips oh and I'm dead I'm dead you look so serious you're like Same. oh my god okay and then this was another this was another fourth wall break when when Mallory was like oh I was blackout drunk talking to Jared about the ring yeah because that's when JLo comes out like the, it was so the reason the fact that they didn't see it it was so apparent her accent changed her. She was she like was swearing, all over the place. She was doing hand gestures. Yeah, and, yeah. and it's like, yeah, like you know the kind of like I want. I'm a guy's girl, and like you know, like sporting events. And I'm like, wait, what? That's your equation for being a guy's yeah, girl? You like still, to go for still sporting there, events? Yeah. It was it was a lot of unintelligible drunk. Oh shit! I may I'm realizing that I made the wrong decision by picking um salvador like how could they not have seen that she was you know knocking back a few not that it's you know as sal said with his calm and manicured rage um sal freaks me the fuck out and if i was to see him walking down racing ave i would fling myself in front of a bus instead of stay on the same sidewalk as him but 
back to Mallory. Yeah, of course she was like, we could see that she was not all the way there. And so like, I, I, the one coffee, like, I think she was just kind of like, I'll just do this as a, maybe it'll get more screen time. Yeah. And at the wedding, for someone to humiliate her and reject her at the altar and how calm and, and yeah, she left, but you she did not she wasn't sweating she did not there was no emotion it was monosyllabic just okay yeah let's go get coffee he could have said let's go dive for sharks (laughs) like okay yeah let's go do that let's go arctic plunge in 10 months okay yeah let's do that she would not he could have presented anything to her she would not care she she didn't get any screen time so she i'm sure she's gonna be pissed watching this but Sal alludes to a bigger issue in their relationship. What was that? Just him. You know, it's it's shit like that. And and all of the guys, like if we're going to. Yeah. Okay. I feel like we're probably going into a tangent with the guys and communication. Yeah. There is nothing that the women should have apologized for. And if we <laughs> dissect all their apologies. <laughs> I love this. Yep. I'm like, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is literally nothing. And if they did, a lot of them, and I love Shayna because she didn't give a fuck. She gave a lot of, I'm sorry that you feel that way. She get, she was like, I'm giving a non-apology until I get off this couch. But none of the women should have apologized for anything because these men or these boys, not counting the Ninja Turtles of, you know, that are, that's Abhishek and Kyle, they are the most petty, bottom-feeding, growth-stunted, toxic, gross pieces of shit I've ever seen in my life. And so, because what's the point of, okay, if you're not going to bring it up because you respect, because what was his thing? He said, I'm not going to bring it up for privacy. Then why bring it up? See, like, why bring it up? Because that's what you do when you want to be petty but you still want to be seen as a good guy 100 percent. he because <sighs> sorry what did you say he yeah just that that is such a fuck boy move to do that like you Oof. know what you're doing you know what you're yep. doing bringing it up but not saying what it is so she's like spinning like it it was just so fucking annoying and then he's like i felt unheard by you and i was like you sung every episode and she sat and listened fuck you i was like you feel unheard i heard you the encanto soundtrack he really wanted to be he was like lin-manuel i have my ukulele i have my my decorative garb around the house like i really want to be on this encanto soundtrack so i you know and it's not Mallory's fault that she didn't get the job, Sal. So stop. It's it's this passive aggressiveness that I really hate. And it, it, it ends up being like scarier than someone just screaming volatilely at you. Well, no, volatile screaming and, and being belligerent, that's very, very scary. But that kind of seething, yes, tempered rate. The, and because what ends up happening is it, they bottle it up. And, and it, when it comes out, it comes out. It can come out physically. It can come out in those moments of near physical, near physical, um, like kind of like threatening that I could do this physical thing to you, but I have silver screen. It's all in that wheel of abuse to keep that person gaslit, to keep that person confused. And 
communicating to this person the only your only role in this relationship is to defer to me and it's just a dick move it's a simp move and it's also like not at the very least none of these guys know how to communicate none of them should be in relationships and so for staff you know mallory was apologizing she even knows she was apologizing for and when you start doing that like it's yeah i'm so glad that they didn't work out and i kind of feel bad for mallory's edit because it did it wasn't until the reunion that i felt like maybe there was some maybe there was a reason behind her edit because i really didn't like her maybe i mean maybe she is insufferable still but i i didn't see what sab was holding against her i I, it didn't make sense to me i didn't understand what and then he had a whole fucking swim fan like knocking on trying to tack you down at your sister's house because you made her feel like she was in a relationship for eight months and you ditch her for a tv show a reality show where you're where you're engaged after a month do you do do you know how enraged you would be you're in this you think you're in a relationship and this guy is clearly looking at you as a situationship and it's eight months and then next thing you know you know that he's engaged after being with someone for 10 fucking days. Not only would I be at the sister's house, there would have been a little bit of arson. You know what I mean? There would have been a little bit of like masked windows. I would have been arrested. And I was thinking about this. I was like, why did she go to the sister's house? And I was like, oh, isn't that because they were in a shared apartment put up by Netflix? Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't wasn't at his own home. So I was like, fuck I bet for season three, they're like, you actually have to stay in your own homes. <laughs> Can you imagine? We, if there's some drop-in guests, Woo! we need to be there with our camera. Okay, we need to make you a producer on season three ASAP. I found out, thank you to the follower who DM'd this to me, season three is going to be in Seattle. Oh my gosh, I'm going to Seattle next weekend. I love Seattle. Oh, I love that for you. I lived there like eight years oh, ago. Really? and I Yeah. Loved I it, love Seattle. Love it. So it's going to be constant seething, tempered, passive aggressiveness, and they're all going to lose it in the reunion. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Because Seattleites, I cannot deal with the passive aggressiveness of Seattleites. Like, what is up with that? What is up with that? I'm so excited. I love how they're just bouncing around to like city <laughs> to city. Like, where to next? They need to keep that formula. Yeah. And they need to keep. And it just shows you, like, you, you learn about the dating pool yes, that's there. Yes. It's like it's just good research for yes, us. Yes, and and, um, and and the dates are going to go on. It's just I just love Seattle. It's just so beautiful. How long are you gonna? Is your trip? I'm for? just there for a week weekend because my aunt lives there. So I've been nice, going to nice. Seattle since I was a kid every summer. Oh, that's amazing. But I haven't been since 2019. Yeah, so I'm so excited. And it'll be fun to see, like, them, yeah, you're right, dating, like, going to, like, Pike Place or something like that. Like, they'll be, like, the Ferris wheel. I want to see them hike Rattlesnake Ledge and then, like, I don't do and push one off. Like, I want to see. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm just so excited for that. Which is weird because, again, like, I fucking hate this TV show. Like... Like, I hate it so much. It's, you know, it's like we're stuck in our own kind of loop because it's, 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 it's honestly, it's too much to fit in an episode. Like, you know, by episode four, I was like, I need a break. 
Like I can't watch, I, I just can't, you can't binge that show. You really have to do like one or two episodes at a time. It's too much. It is. And guess what I found out when I was doing my post, my little research, my post reunion research, they taped 40,000 hours and they narrowed it down what? to 10 plus the reunion. So 11 hours, 40,000 hours. Corey, stop this right I now. I need to see this. Stop. The other th- <laughs> 39,000. I don't care about Seattle. Give me a season of lost footage. Yes. I don't care. Okay. Honestly, Netflix hire us because they should be doing <laughs> like they should be doing so many behind the scenes. Like they should or they should have a YouTube channel and they're like drop every once in a while. Like here is Shane and Natalie on a date or like whatever. And they, they right. should just like post that like or like the lost tapes of those two couples that got engaged or apparently again Natalie was it proposed to before Shane it's like fucking show us that that's such good tv so I'm like how did you narrow it down again god bless the production team (laughs) they know what they're doing they know what they're doing but you know it's 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 interesting because I did see that um uh that news break of like yeah she was full-on proposed by someone else and she said that she didn't like his energy. She thought it was way too quick, w- way too fast. And she like said no, as if like she got the ick, like as if she'd seen him in person. So I'm like, this actually gives more context into who Natalie is than what was curated for her in the show. And I honestly don't think, I honestly don't feel like she would have as big of like a, of a following if we saw that. Does that make 100%. sense? I, I feel like they, 100%. like, I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be like, yes, girl, you deserve better. And da, 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 da. it's like, oh no. So you actively go after guys like Shane. Yes. That, 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 that's, a, that's a problem. Yes, and they, but they made her seem like she was head yep. over heels with Shane. Shane's her number one. She's only focused on Shane. So then when everything happened, which again, Shane is to blame for everything, but like, but yeah, like, is right. yeah. yes, but like also it's like, we were like, oh my God, she's in love and he's a douche, which isn't actually the whole story. No. Nope. So that is so interesting to me. Also, I want to say thanks Alina for sliding into my DMs. She was like, my theory about Natalie and Shane is because apparently Natalie was a big sorority girl. And oh. she was saying, like, Shane is, like, the quintessential frat boy. Frat boy. And she was like, that's why she's obsessed with him, because that's, like, the life, or that's what she, you're, you know, you're, like, primed to, like, think is attractive and, like, good and and valued in a partner. And I was like, oh, my God, that makes so much sense. Because... I'm still, again, I, another unanswerable question is just how did Natalie, th- how do you even have one conversation with this person, let alone like 50,000? 1,000%. And before I go into my point, it's like, you know, I think Alina gets the Nancy Grace Journalism <laughs> Award. Thank you for that. <laughs> that, that li- I'm like the head, the mind blown emoji that was like, Cause I didn't know that, that, that piece of her, but it also makes sense. Like, you know, we were talking about last week of like, who's her sphere of influence being in a lot of white spaces and like literally knowing that she spent or she's covered under the umbrella of sorority culture 
makes you want to vomit, of course, but it explains yes. everything down to it. Yes. Everything down to a T. Totally. And then if she's striving to feel as attractive or whatever as white blonde sorority girls. Yeah, then, you're right. Then maybe when she's like, oh my gosh, this frat boy's paying me attention maybe she's like oh this is like it this is like what I what I thought I wanted and and also like that revenge I'm not calling her a nerd but it's that like revenge of the nerd trope of like you were able to best the person that is kind of like this archetype of who would be seen as a threat or like as if oh my god like this scarcity mentality of like the women in a dating pool and trash like Abhishek and Kyle get to thrive. But anyways, I digress to be able to keep Shane's attention and get in and make it far and get engaged to him over her nemesis, Shayna, like the whole sisterhood shit that they were doing in the reunion. I was like, stop it. Stop it. Y'all hate each other. Y'all hate each other. You would claw her eyes out and literally keep her blind. Like, (laughs) They all hate each other. It okay. Is a and, and 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 so and I, you know, I was making fun of Vanessa clearly Lachey of being on her Oprah tip of like asking Shayna, so how did you feel with Natalie bragging about Shane? She really wanted them to fight. Yeah. She was mad that they were just like, oh sis, you know, the sisterhood play is what's going well over on face on Instagram. So let's stick with that. But like literally Shayna is the archetype, like that's her enemy. And so, yeah, she's going to be bragging about Shane. And because yes, she's going to say yes he, to Shane. Yeah, like no questions asked. Like, And again, like she said yes to Shane off of nothing. And again, now that I have this sorority kind of like fraternity, you know, piece, it's like that whole, the whole uh, system in that is like, that is the core of mediocrity of men, like these women will be fawning over these dudes and they didn't do a damn thing to you, for you. They don't care about you. You're a list on there. You know what I mean? Like these are predators. And so like for her to still look at that and think that that is a viable choice. And so it makes me, I now I want the lost tapes of like, why did she have the ick towards this guy? Right? Like, I really want to see who this guy was. Cause I'm like, he probably anything convert like anything dip that's different than Shane probably would have been a good choice, but she's not. You only you you nav you you uh, tend to groove to your patterns, and so I would love to see that angle because I think if we did, we wouldn't be so gung ho about Natalie. I think she'd kind of be just as messy as like a Danielle. One hundred percent, yeah, or Mal. Yeah, I think, you know, Mal, I feel like this is my apology to her. Mal just gave me that vibe of like someone who's been guarded yeah, for so queen. long. Yeah. And they now can't discern what is them taking a risk or what is them going to the emotionally unavailable guy because that's still a safe choice. Yeah, 100%. They all, they all need their So much therapy. He was so adamant that Sal, she chose Sal because he was different from, I guess, Jared would be her type. But it's just kind of like, but Sal was still equally emotionally unavailable. And it's still a safe choice. Like when you hit your tent or, you know, hit your wagon to the um, unsafe guy, you're still, it's kind of like you're still protected from being Mm -hmm. hurt. But then you still get hurt and humiliated anyways. That's the lie of that, you know, kind of thinking of being guarded. 
but yeah, I, I feel for her. I feel for her a lot now. Yeah, I do too. I still, I'm still like, uh, I probably, I feel like anyone on this show, I'm like, I don't think I'll say I like anybody at this point. Maybe Deep Oh, Deep, no, but... I hate, I despise yeah, all of like... them. Can, can we talk yeah, about Deep let's... Because I want to, because I know you did more research than I, because, and I would see these, like, uh, and I know I sent you an article mm-hmm. too, but the thing about Deepti is her energy in the reunion. So why was she at Nobu with Shake? Do you remember when he posted that? He posted a picture was like a selfie of him and Deepti together. No. As reservation at Nobu. Yeah, that table. Like he, he did, he had like a stupid um, caption, but he posted a picture of him, a selfie of him and, and Deepti to say that they're good. So after the episode after everything had the finale had aired and people were reacting to it and obviously hating him, he posted a picture of him and Deepti saying, as if to allude, like, we're actually fine. So when I saw the reunion, I was, and then I heard about Nick Vial, she was on Nick Vial's podcast. And also, this is a message to anyone listening. Why do you guys still give Nick the numbers? Like I'm so confused. Like, that's like you like my DM saying that you hate him and you are constantly in fear. To, but not only do you listen, mm-hmm. not only do you have him downloaded it on your podcast page, but you listen past minute one, 10, 20. You listen to the whole episode. You're still monetizing his platform. Yeah. yeah. And he and people are canceling my Patreon. You, you know, I digress. I digress. But the T is like. Stop sending me stuff about Nick like you after listening to his episodes and then you come and give me the tea. I really, you guys, if you've been with me for a long time, you know, I really hate that man. I don't follow anything he does. I don't like, I like, because every time when you give me the tea, I'm always like, wait, why is this person listening to his part to, yeah, to Nick? Like, yeah. he's still, you know what I mean? But I digress. But, um, so Deep D went on there and, you know, Abhishek got really upset. And then now looking at the reunion, I'm still confused if he posted that picture that they were fine. So do you like know anything about no, that or like? No, like I didn't see that because Shake has been on Instagram stories live in the comments. He has been doing his villain tour. He should have been on Nick Vance's podcast. Like they're one in the same. They are, but Nick is like, shame where he'll when someone gets too much backlash then all of a sudden he has a moral compass and he has a spine yeah he'll physically distance himself and it's just kind of like no you guys are the same that also fucking pissed me off that all the cast just like got on hating shake and like it amends for all of their bad behavior Mm -hmm. like when nick of nick and danielle was like Come on, Shake, like, just stop. I was like, fuck you. Like, I just, I think I hate when men can only spot, like, egregious bad behavior, but not all of the other, like, insidious behaviors that are permissible that they do themselves and see and don't call anyone out for it. But they can they can call out shake for for his comments about weight and stuff 
And that fucking pisses me off because it's like, oh, you're not a good person because you you can stand up to egregious behavior. It's all of the yeah. other stuff that you need to hold people accountable for. And I I just that ruined my life. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the it's the me too threat. It's the it's the whole lie of it's it's the big lie. It's like it's not that they care. <laughs> there, there she is like clockwork did you see the disdain on my I face did. like i felt like nick lachey looking at abishek making a pass at vanessa lachey <laughs> it's not that they care of what's happening to the women it's that that they care that any day they could be found out that their behavior might be labeled as something that's wrong and so it's this you see so that negotiation spills over into if Shane moved any more into the couch, he would become the couch. And it's just kind of like, okay, this physical embodiment, this, this physical comedy that you're doing, it's cute. But then you're going to gaslight the fuck out of Nally and demand that she apologize in this like fucking schoolyard tit for tat bullshit. And that has not shown that you have grown in any way, sense of any way, shape mm-hmm. or form. And all the men on that couch, honestly, and and Nick, he he didn't he barely spoke. All he did with all he gave was an "Are you okay?" Like when he asked to shake that, I I I was crying. But like Nick didn't really talk. And to be fair, I think because Nick is kind of way past that. Nick gives me the type of vibes that he was probably doing one-on-one therapy well before he did couples therapy with Danielle but it's it's that like threat of the me too threat of it's oh we're not enraged because this is this this culture breeds this predatory behavior of men towards women and these power imbalances and all this bullshit and we see it happen all the time and we downplay it by locker room talk it's just that we're actually afraid of where's the line in our behavior and when will we be found out Mm -hmm. it's trash it's Mm -hmm. low bar it's fucking disgusting Mm -hmm. and I have Mm -hmm. no respect for any of them and so anyone Mm -hmm. who's going to like I I don't know who's giving them a redemption arc apparently a lot of people were on Kyle's side and I'm just kind of like they're all bottom feeding trash people were on kyle's side i also love love kelly she was like (laughs) i love sal she was like i don't see any hate about sal on the internet and i was like we're on different (laughs) i love you but we're on the different two different sides i love you but problem yeah (laughs) this is a crack yeah oh my god yeah i saw this especially with shayna and kyle of like mm-hmm. Kyle was like I need an apology for this and he didn't think Shayna was gonna give it to him and when she was like yeah sorry and he was like oh oh shit like I can't I can't like poke anymore like I can't and he was like yeah. well what about like what about this and like like I love how Shayna was just like yeah it's sorry and just like moved on the men couldn't leave the reunion before trying to one up yes and I guess like rehab their like full images and be the 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 good person in this reunion yeah none of they did not have a sincere bone in their body and that is such a like top-notch point and again even though like Shana didn't have to apologize for anything like I loved her strategy of just like okay it's like when you're telling someone sorry to shut them up and it's still not good, but it's kind of like, how else are you going to get this yeah. content to be over? Yeah. And he really, tried. he was, 
I, I feel like he thought he was on after the final rose and he got sent home in the finale of the bachelor. Like he was giving that energy of beating a dead horse and trying to get something out of Sheena. And it's like, he would like restructure or like re fucking uh, revisionist history all over his stuff. And I'm like, and I love when Shayna was like in one of those, like not even, it wasn't Shayna, it was Nick Lachey doing his job. Like, how did you not see that her hesitancy meant not to move forward with this? Like he was basically in a nice way trying to see like, are you dumb or are you dumb? Like she was telling you no and she had the ick for you. Like homegirl was vis- like, was like re- recoiled by the side of you. Like she would recoil from you sometimes. So like, I love how Nick was like trying to get that out of him. Like, how did you not see that? But then when, he, like you said, when he would see he didn't, it wouldn't work. And she'd be like, oh yeah, sorry, babe. You're right. Yeah. You're right. I should have. You're right. You're right. And then he's just kind of like, yeah, he was like, oh, hey, what like, do I do? What do I do? You're supposed to cry. You're supposed to like, you're supposed to cry. Apologize. I'm supposed to, supposed to beg. But what does he give it to? His last resort. My deepest regret is that I didn't propose to Deep Deep. And that's, all you need to know about Kyle, one. And two, that's when I saw Red. I felt like Fiery Elmo. Like, I fucking lost it last night when he uttered those words. Like, I lost Why it. Why did no one react on the show? Because they're all and idiots they, and they thought that that was They thought that that was cute. okay. They, they thought that that was normal. I'm like, do you know the implications of what he's saying? Again, he doesn't care who he's proposing to, he wants to stay on this show longer. And Kyle, no one wants a fucking like pity engagement. I actually feel so bad for Deep D at the coverage that she's been getting. I'm like, I feel like people think it's like they're being like, yes, queen. But like, really, it's like, I feel like it's almost like really degrading because they're like, you're so beautiful on the inside. And it's like, I don't even know what I'm trying to say, but it's like, Kyle. No, you're saying it perfectly. Like, like, I don't know. I just feel like, yeah, all the coverage of Deep D's story, I feel like has been like, it's just like, oh, why can't guys see that Deep D is a viable candidate because she and I'm like she's also like a gorgeous person like are we looking it it was like it's like the 90s like nerd trope takes off the glasses and it's like oh my god I didn't see this oh, person it takes off the glasses and 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 her scrunchie and her hair is down it's like oh wow you are beautiful no you're making so much sense that I have chills because <laughs> I feel extremely inarticulate <laughs> but okay no, I'm no, glad no. you're I'm glad no, you're it makes a thousand percent like Kyle will propose to anything with a pulse yeah. that's his bar you know what I mean like do you have a pulse okay they could be in a vegetative state this guy that's his that's his bar he needs to have a pulse but and then he ups the insult um, because then it be, it doesn't be, it doesn't stay about deep tea, right? It turns into them beating their chest and talking to one another, but we'll get to that. So everyone was like, oh my gosh, yeah, yeah, you should have this missed opportunity thing. But then deep tea looked like she could not have, uh, she could not have like caved into her body anymore. Like she wanted, I, it, it panned to her and she looked mortified and I was broken because it is so patronizing what he did Patronizing outside of it showing that he would do anything with the polls 
what he was really telling her is that how, how do I say it? He was, it was the most offensive way of telling someone that I will settle for you. And, and, and because he's so dumb and, and daft, like he does not get that. And then when it spills over into the coverage of how everyone is thinking like, oh, let's like flood deep deep with love. First of all, I don't fucking know her. She actually is an autonomous human being. She knows she looks good. She left Abishek, remember guys? Like stop with this patronizing infantilization. Like she knows she's hot shit. It hurts, it sucks because we live in this fucking world with these unrealistic standards and patriarchy is, you know, just so fucking, uh, it's undignifying. And I'm sure she takes it up with her therapist, but like these people thinking that they're like, oh, team Deep D and they're like encouraging her, it's coming off really tone deaf and patronizing. And it's like, this person knows they're capable of, or else they wouldn't have, you know what I mean? Like the energy that they're presenting her with is if it's as if she chose Abhishek. She did not. She's living her best fucking life and she knows she's good. And the emotionally intelligent and the guy that lists that checks off all her boxes or whoever she's into, like he will Mm -hmm. come. It's it's not that her life is not over. We need to like rally around her because we don't know ever. Because when we come with that energy, then we're actually then leading with that energy that we think she's unattractive to. And people don't realize that. 100%. They don't realize I know, that. I know. And it's like, you all can go fuck yourself, especially Kyle. Like, I, I wanted to roundhouse kick him. And when Abhishek said, you can have it. I'll facilitate. It. I'll facilitate it. You can have it. I'll facilitate it. He's like, no, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. You can have it. Happy to facilitate what i'm speechless if i could have not hated this person we're too we're too stunned to speak (laughs) (laughs) sophie and tori are too stunned to speak it was it was insufferable it was absolutely fucking insufferable but kate my question is is like are they together because all of this kyle deep d stuff online so i was i did not like anytime I would see one of those mm-hmm. articles, like the algorithm was like, oh, you're watching yeah. it. It's fine. What do you think about this? I would not click on it because I was like, I rebuke this. <laughs> My atheist ass rebukes this, um, casting it out like the demons and Emily Rose. I, you know what I think it is though? They, people saw the reunion early or the minute it dropped and ran with these think pieces. Yeah. Cause when I watched the reunion, it did not look like Deep D was spearheading this campaign. There was no photos of them together. It, it just felt like it was like these, um, uh, uh, they were pandering headlines. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a couple of people saw the reunion and it's like, okay, this is what we're going to lead with. And it's like, when I finally saw it, I'm like, no, Deep D looked horrified, mortified, and wanted to dissipate into thin yeah. air. So, like, she doesn't want that. And who the fuck would wish that? fucking gremlin on her not a gremlin furby this perpetually wet furby who would want to wish that on d 100 and he people are patronizing and they don't even realize I know, like it. he thought he was giving her like a compliment Ugh. and it, it fucking it really kills me like it fucking kills me again like these wolves in sheep's clothing are almost worse than Shane. Yes, that's the thing because Shane's and Abishek's like you can yeah, read them a mile you know, away. You, can, you, can you know they're a mile away. 
with 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 guys like that, you just need that one soundbite from Ayana. You know, it would help you to see a psychologist to deal with being a narcissist. That's that's the that's all the energy you need to give to fucking spineless idiots yeah. like that. Because you give more and you're talking to a wall and you're wasting your emotional labor. Like all they need, I'm just gonna save that soundbite of Ayana and just play it anytime in the vicinity of a narcissist. Like that's all you need yeah. to tell them. But people like Salvador and Kyle it's like fucking triggering it because is, and and I've gone through enough therapy so I'm not projecting this onto them but why it's so dangerous is because a lot of the times when we realize that this is not a good situation it's already too late and it's already too late in a number of ways not already too late the extreme version of that is physical abuse right and other types of like really volatile abuse where you don't feel like you can leave the situation but emotionally being tethered mm-hmm. to them financially like whatever, right yeah financially mm-hmm. fucking um you know sometimes you'll have these types of marriages where you know people are just so fucking and because of women we shoulder a lot of these burdens and we're the ones that are told to be blindly loyal and unconditional and these maternal tropes that they put on us and sometimes we will stay in a situation well past it being good for us because of how we're fucking conditioned. But guys can leave with no dignity, with no respect, with no integrity, because the patriarchy doesn't breed emotional maturity, doesn't thrive on being respectful and dignifying human beings, right? So like, you can see, you know, because when Mal said that she didn't know, she would have said, like, if he would have said yes, she would have said yes. It would have been like that same cyclical thing of like, yeah, you're just gonna be with him just to be loyal. And then when you have red flags, you gaslight yourself and thinking, well, no, it's not bad because it's at least not shame, right? We even use them as barometers like, well, it's not shame. So I'll just settle for this. And then it's like, then then you get into a point of relationship where you like, well, I, you know, I've been with him for however long. If it ain't broke, then try to fix it. Like I, I can stay. And it's just like, and then when you realize, oh my gosh, this guy was withholding. He was emotionally manipulative. He was financially and look at this scrub. She has her own home and she, you know what I mean? Like he was trying to find an in, like Mm -hmm. I was seeing this shit from day one. And then all of a sudden he's like financially, uh, what's the word? Not manipulative, but yeah, not not that they would be financially dependent, but he's the kind of guy that would say we're married. We are one. Our assets are one. So when you relinquish that Mm -hmm. to him, then all of a sudden he's making decisions about your assets. You're like, wait, yeah. what? But then no, that's my, that's my boo, that's yeah. my husband. It's a da, 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 da. And, and it's all done to erase you of your autonomy and your sense of self to be solely dependent on him and to have that power where he can discard you whenever. Mm-hmm. So again, he's dressing it up so differently and, and and if you try to tell your friends they'll be like oh my gosh girl you're crazy like i love sal i wish i had a sal mm. and it's just kind of like you're in a whole ass abusive relationship brought to you by the patriarchy and it's just like you've seen these lifetime movies you've seen you've seen these relationships in your real life and it's like lucky for mal it didn't happen that way but guys like kyle and style like the little, the things that they showed in the reunion, it literally unlocked, like, you could see, like you said last week, like, I've watched this mm-hmm. movie and it doesn't end well. Mm-hmm. 
it you could see that you could see mm-hmm. that so i don't know if that all made sense it makes i was 100 percent stuck in a loop again because with shakes outbursts throughout the whole like a petulant child <sighs> yes the whole yes. reunion you're like you're like i can tell that's a defense mechanism like you're acting out because you can't process the emotions you're feeling and he can't control what the power the public sees exactly him. even though it's like the public sees what you're putting out shake that's how blissfully unaware he is he has no self-awareness he has no self-awareness he's like i guess i'm the villain i guess i got the villain edit the villain edit. <laughs> oh my God. We both are are synced, exasperated and sighs kill me because he's the realest one there. The the realest one, and the only thing he ever said. And and the thing is, like, he's yeah. You have a brain, shake. You can understand logic. Like, no one's saying because you're a villain, you can't be insightful and you can't like shut the fuck up. But like him calling out everyone before being cloud chasers. Facts are facts. But everything else, like you don't, like DT said it, like you don't even see like how you come across and the way that you go about things. Like that's the problem, but you're too, you're, you're too unaware to even connect to that. So there's no help for you. There's no hope for you. I know. I feel like the worst type of guy is like the truth teller. Well, I'm, I'm just telling the truth. (laughs) You're all fake. And you're like, oh, oh. Everybody hates me because I'm the one to tell the truth. I'm, you know, like the the one who leans into like being actively contrarian. And you're like, oh, you're a fucking idiot mm-hmm. that didn't get, you know, that you just want to hug. <laughs> like you don't, you want, you're like debilitatingly insecure. Yeah. And the moment, there, I forget, like insane. There was a moment where I think it was, I don't know who it was. I don't, I don't know if it was Nick or Vanessa who was, trying to reason with him but obviously they thought they were they saw they were not going to get anywhere and the camera panned to him and I wish I would have screenshotted that because I feel like that was that's who shake is all the time flushed nervous and trying to make it to the next conversation like he has no idea what he's doing and that's what he's scared of people finding out that he is a fraud and that's a lot of people but then when you can rely on the patriarchy and other things to like perform that you have it all together, it's so disastrous. But that shot of like when he was bested and he was trying to fumble and trying to think of a next job, but he couldn't, it, he looked like, I was like, oh, I know that feeling. I've been so embarrassed. And like, you just feel like this flushed feeling and you're just afraid that it's written all over your face. And then, but then he pivoted so quickly that I probably wouldn't be able to capture it anyways. But like, I think it might've been in the time where Vanessa was like, oh yeah, but I've been berating you this whole conversation and you don't, and you're attracted to that. So what does that say about you? And he still couldn't connect that. And I, and I think in that melee of everyone, you know, Shane is visibly, you know, he wants to throw up and everyone's giving their two cents about shake and that the camera panned to him like split second. And I saw that and I'm like, that's who he is. He's a scared 11. He's a scared preteen. And whatever defining moment happened to him as a kid that fucking, you know, turned him into who he is now. Like that's where he's operating yeah. from. And it's, it's, it's sad, but then it's like, there's a line because you have to now apologize for what, what the, de- the destruction you've left in your way. Yeah. 
you're an asshole. Yes, yes, 100%. And that's what we kind of talked about in our last episode is like, is the impact and like the implications of your behavior. Because yeah, I could see that like crack in the veneer. The cyborg had a little (laughs) malfunction and then he moved on. And I'm sure that happens a lot. And I'm like, what a yucky feeling to get every time, like to be in this fight or flight stage your whole life, your cortisol levels. Come on, put on your psychologist specs. This is when you take out the notepad. You here they are. We got fight or flight. We got cortisol levels. We got the Vegas numbers activated. Like we are, we are hitting everything. Oh my god. Gottman Institute, hire yeah. us. We need to be a relationships podcast. Like, oh, seriously. <laughs> but it's, but it, it's, it's, it's like all facts. It's like nothing to add. Like that, a thousand percent. We should talk about Ayana and Jarrett. Yeah, and I know I want to be mindful of your time because yeah. you're like booked and busy today. So we'll do. Let's talk about Ayana and Jarrett and how I'm like so scared for them and then we can do our rankings yeah Yeah, let's do it okay perfect what are what were your thoughts on Iona and Jared they didn't get a lot of speaking time but when they did when they did I just like I'm sad for people Mm. (laughs) you're like "Mm." (laughs) yeah I know what this is I hope you do I hope you (laughs) I I didn't realize it was so loud (laughs) I'm like you don't know where (laughs) you don't know what I'm gonna say I could say something batshit crazy (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, mm. <laughs> but it can only go one way. Yeah, no. For Anna and Jared, it can only go one like, way. I'm, I'm sad <laughs> for people. Like, the exacer- exasperated looks on their face and the, the pain almost when they're like, how's it going? And they're like, marriage is hard. Whoever is telling you it's easy is lying. And I'm like, <laughs> I get that relationships are hard because you you bring all of the like all the shit that we've been talking about you bring into this relation into a relationship Mm -hmm. but like and maybe I'm also perpetuating the idea that it's like easy or whatever not that it's always easy or anything like that of that sort but the right I'm like you've been together for a year and you look like you've been to a war through a war (laughs) (laughs) like you look like I'm like should it take that much out of you like you like it looked like they were shells of human beings and I am sad about that like I'm just sad and like they're like it's so much compromise and I'm like should it be that I'm like people think compromise is always really good I'm like sometimes it's not good because you're both giving up something when you compromise so I feel like again in psychology you're talking to someone who knows don't you remember the both of us together equate to one fully functioning psychologist clearly but it's like there's all there's like times where it's compromised there's times where it's give to the other person there's sometimes it's take or whatever and I just feel like they were they're constant constantly budding heads like she's such an introvert he's such an extrovert or whatever that I'm like I don't think it should be that much compromise and maybe I'm out to lunch on this one but it's like they just they looked defeated 
And I'm like, I don't feel like you should look defeated one, not even one year into a relationship, like not even talking about marriage, but like a relationship. Um, and that, ma- that just made me sad. Yeah. I'm like, I, I was not, I started off nodding furiously because I, it's like everything you're saying, I agree with 1000%. And, you know, I would make, I, I wouldn't even like make memes about them because I was like, I, I, I don't, now I feel like I'm like, you know, adding salt to the wound because <laughs> it's open. <laughs> it's, it, you're right. It's a glaring, it's this like huge gash and it's like gas, gash. what am I saying? Gash, gash. And it's now pussing over, unfortunately. Like we're now looking at an infected wound. And so I, I felt like I didn't want to go too hard on them. But the post I made was like, and echoing, you know, your thoughts of like, they're either going to get divorced and blow out very quick. Like they looked, I didn't even know how they made it to the couch. Like I looked physically pained. And I'm like, they were clutching. It's okay to each other <laughs> like if I see the white in your knuckles <laughs> I think you let go I think you <laughs> let go and like you better say the right thing you better say the right <laughs> thing you better not embarrass when that's on television Jared had both hands like <laughs> he had one arm around her and then like one like on her ha- and I was like you don't need both hands <laughs> like you have a full love and when seat. they couldn't get through when they couldn't get through what it was like watching it back that's when I was like oh god oh get me get me out of here and so I said they're either going to get divorced like divorced before Nick and Danielle or they're going to stay together kind of like echoing like what we're talking about earlier like compromises we make gendered compromises we make to stay in these fucking relationships and just be miserable and your kids are going to see that. And now you're, and now that intergenerational trauma and, you know, certain patterns, certain conditionings you put into your children and they're going to repeat the same shit and you're going to be confused as to why. But one thing that I caught, and maybe it's because I have the shorthand or like, I kind of know what she meant by this. After she got through and it was a journey for her to get through as to why she loves this man or why the relationship works. And it was just kind of like, wait, is anyone, am I the one seeing this? Like, kind of like you said, it was, it should not be that hard. And then her reconciliatory moment was, or comment was, yeah, but you know, I love this man. And it's because we have the same values. I said, God damn, 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 damn. I lost my mind because what that means is the shorthand of them being a black couple and the narrative black love narratives there's just honestly it could literally be a three-part fucking unpaid emotional labor series because it's it but it, it it's also birthed in like tropes from slavery too of like this uh, and and knowing that they're all and then they have the christian trope too so they're a black christian family and there's so many fucking narratives around that and i apologize followers like i i went on too many tangents already that i can't really go off on a tangent where you know be mindful of time for this episode but like she is saying i'm staying with this man to not be a black couple that doesn't stay together, to not 
you know, because of, of archaic tropes about divorce in the, in the church. And, and it's like, just like love isn't always enough, values isn't always enough. And values in a sense of when we're, def- when we are not, because you, you, like you said, they're two shelves of themselves. And I don't think that they are talking to each other. I think they're talking at each other or through each other under this umbrella of these personas they want people to connect with. Does that make sense? Like, I feel like, and I called it when, I forget what episode when they met the families. I thought that Ayana was gonna be a no with Jared at the altar until she met the fucking family, until she met his family. And I was like, oh God. And I didn't, I think I made a joke about like, oh, she's going to like want to be in the family because she was yeah. orphaned. But and I think people assumed that I was like, no, I wasn't saying it for yeah. that. I was saying it for like the institution of marriage mm-hmm. in Christianity. Mm-hmm. And when we enter what black intimacy and love looks mm-hmm. like within these institutions, there is literally so many fucking Ted talks. There's literally so not even Ted talks, but like, there's so many like books and analyses of that. And sometimes what you end up finding is people, it's not that they're making sound decisions from knowing who they are. They're being dictated by the tropes yeah. and the narrative of those larger themes. And that is their relationship. They're going to, if they stay together, they're going to be miserable because you see two people who do not know themselves and who do not know each other I'm not surprised they're going through the issue that they're going through. That's what happens. It's it's consequential to not knowing, to not being compatible. But then what are they going to say? No, we got to pray about it. This or, or no, it's compromise, 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 compromise. And then you're going to wake up 20 years later when the kids are in college and you're empty nesters and you look over and you're like, oh, you're still here? Because when there's compromise. No, 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 no. That journey. No, 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 no. It it makes total sense. Because when there's compromise, there's a lot of possibility for for resentment and yeah and man when you start placing stuff on values oof i i literally oof it's i, I like how I, I almost wanted to cry last yeah. night when i saw how unhappy she I looked know. and how you had this man who yeah i'm a common you know no scrub and i've been you know playing a lot of tlc but and yeah i'm right but i also feel like this man <laughs> Like yeah, I'm right. But this man, he's not, he's not ready. Yeah. And it's okay. And and that's the question I'm confused. And maybe this is we obviously won't be able to answer it within the time frame of this podcast. But like, what the fuck is up with dating and intimacy, and especially heteronormative dating and intimacy? Because what is this idea that we can't? say no or we can't like this is where I leave you what what's what's up with that like what is what is wrong with oh I'm not ready to be in this I'm not ready to get married I'm not ready to do this why is that shunned you see what I'm saying because none of those people should have been dating let alone gotten married and what's the problem with knowing your limits and be like like it's you know what it's so many things but I think it's this this 
unbearable mess, unbearable and ever present message that if you aren't in a couple, you are like, you're a leper or whatever. Like you're like a, no, yeah. a thousand percent. Like you're a leper. You're nothing. Like you have nothing you to contribute. Yes, you have nothing con- yeah. to contribute to the to society and 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 when we saw Danielle and Nick's home video, but then didn't see one from Ayana and Jarrett. Yeah, I was. I was yeah. like, is that because they like couldn't get one to like look happy? Like or or I was like, or are they like actually like not living together or like maybe even broken up but like Ayana posted on her and I don't even know how I found this but Ayana posted on her Instagram the day I guess of the reunion dropped like oh now finally contractually I can, I can share this and she was showing highlights of their relationship in the past oh, right. year and I'm like this looks like half of these reels look like you were on a class field trip with your best friends <laughs> and the other half looks like your middle school boyfriend like it, it felt so like it felt so devoid of like a relationship it looked it it it, it I don't know it looked like she was hanging out with her best buddies Jared included and and it, it felt very juvenile in that sense and you know my last point Ariana there's a lot to be said and I, and I think I talked about this last week of you can't pray away your trauma. I still see someone who is still very stunted by her trauma. And so acting out of the place in her youth where that trauma stopped her cognitive development. And there's like, there's like, like a lot of science around that mm-hmm. too. And so, um, so there's a lot of tangents that yeah. we can go off on there. And I know I don't know her personally and I'm not, and that sounds very hypocritical of me feeling like I'm taking her autonomy of like, she's making the best decisions for herself right now. Mm-hmm. But I'm just talking about the, but you're still in a bubble, like that survival mode bubble. It's still that you're still in a bubble. I've been in that bubble where there's reality and there's my survival mm-hmm. mode. Right. So, and perception is reality, but then you know, I hope this all makes sense, but like, I'm not trying to take anything away from her. I'm sure she is happy. I'm sure she is grateful for her decision to stay married to Jarrett, but the bubble outside of their negotiations and being a shell of themselves, like it's dark and it's very cringy at the very least. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Okay. We got to end on a happy note with jokes. Holy shit. Like, yeah, yeah. It's it's heavy. It is, heavy. but that's that's what TV shows are that depict like real relationships, right? And that's I can't wait for the ultimatum because <gasps> are you gonna watch that? I was like, isn't this I'm marriage boot camp? It. It's marriage boot camp, Temptation Island, but also undergirded by Nick and obviously Nick Lachey and Vanessa Claire Lachey's marital problems, and I'm here for me it. Me too. Me too. <laughs> when the way they set up. The ultimatum, like, oh, a lot of you didn't know this. Yeah, we weren't in your therapist's office with you, Nick. Of course, we, how would we know gave this? Vanessa gave me an ultimatum. Vanessa actually gave me an ultimatum. Yeah, <laughs> because you wrote a song about how you liked her when you were still married, and now you have her stuck in a five-year relationship, and she ain't got a ring. And then, I don't, and what, uh, what I do know, Nick, is that y'all did break up, and then when you got back together, miraculously, you were engaged. Yeah, yeah. So, I 
can't wait for all that pent up resentment to seep through the show. I know. I know. I'm so excited. Ooh. And we'll we'll talk about it hopefully. I was wanting to propose to you like breaking news. <laughs> like, do you just wanna like keep this train going of us dissecting Nick Lachey okay, and well, Vanessa Lachey goes? I was gonna goes? say now I like can we talk? It's coming out in a month. So I'm like, can we like still talk? <laughs> like Like I feel like this is you heard it here first. This is my first partnership Aww. like yeah. legit partnership well i actually have my resident i have resident co-hosts for bachelor stuff that's my friends ashley and esther mm-hmm. and i feel like you're now on netflix it's not like a co-host like i feel like it's like no like i feed off of your analyses and like jokes and i feel like yeah it's like rtbb and uel all the acronyms like we will cover obviously nick and vanessa clearly lachey shows oh my god I and love so I'm that. Down if yes, you're down. i'm so down. i mean I know you have like other partnerships with other people that are way cooler than me stop, but like stop. i love this pocket of i love this pocket of content for yeah us. because otherwise i wouldn't be watching <laughs> <laughs> no you need to yell at your followers they I bullied know. you into they literally did they literally did and i told them i resent them yeah. for it <laughs> <laughs> They're probably like, okay, goodbye. Like, I still hate you, but I'm still going to put yeah, some content. Yeah. Um, um, okay, so let's finish with, with uh, power yes. rankings. Should we go to bottom to top or top to bottom? Like, who we think are the clear winners? Yeah, yeah. Or, and yeah we could do, like, winner or loser. Like, who's a winner, who's oh, a loser? But also, like, depreciated yes, stock. Yes, <laughs> like, yes, yes. Like, I love yes. this. I love this idea of yes. like, sell, sell, sell. Yeah, who are you selling? <laughs> who are you buying? Whose stock prices are up? Whose stock prices are down? And I ripped this idea off of a lovely a lovely podcaster by the name of Taryn Armstrong, if you're listening to this. Not him. Oh, I love energy because my followers know that my old away tagline was like, don't be a dick, cite your sources. And I love that you just cited your source in real time. Oh, this is a partnership now, Tori. But okay, so I am buying, I am literally putting all of my savings. (laughs) I don't have any. I'm putting all of my money into Deep D. I think that the way that she's come out on top, and she's the kind of person where it's like, I love her demeanor where she doesn't feel like the need to share everything. Or also, like, even with Abhishek, she didn't speak for 36 minutes. Which I was like, okay, this the is restraint. disrespectful. The restraint. And then when she speaks, it's just like, he is done. Like the man is like back to holding back his tears. And also she's someone who um, we need to remember she left Abhishek, mm-hmm. right? We don't need to give her these patronizing um, compliments. Mm-hmm. She is, not only is she going to be okay, she's more than Absolutely. okay. She's thriving right now thriving like i'm throwing all of my money behind deep tea buying that stock real quick yeah this is like because i feel like we literally shot on them for a full hour i'm kind of up on danielle and nick you know we shot on them last week but when i was watching every union i'm like yeah they're gonna they're gonna be the couple that lasts from this cohort yeah 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 and like again i don't know if that's a good thing but like, when we saw their house tour and we saw, like, all their, like, little memorabilia, I was like, oh, okay, like, A, you're so fucking tacky. <laughs> B, like, but B, I was like, this is, 
this is cute. Like, this is cute. And they're in therapy. They said they're in therapy. So great. That's what we wanted. (laughs) And that's what happens. And it's like, they, I love, and I knew this about Nick. I call this about Nick, like episode one, like he knows he's a nerd and he doesn't care. Like he's someone who's very secure in who he is. He gives me secure attachment vibes and with a little bit of insecure yeah, attachment yeah, because yeah, yeah. Still things needs to work through, but I feel like therapy will only strengthen yeah. their bond. And they're two quirky people that they both understand. Like you, you know, when you would go to a party of theirs, like, you know what to yeah. expect. And I think that's the kind, even though he had to, what he conceded to her being a little young still and a little immature and, you know, doing Coyote Ugly uh, salon every fucking month. But that's when the compromise doesn't eclipse other parts of the relationship. They're still able to love yeah. each other and get to know yes. each other. Yes, yes, yes. That's when it actually yeah. works. And it's and they're perfect. And they say it's yeah. not because you're not supposed yeah. to be. But that's when it's like, oh, but yes. yeah, I feel like I'm not stuck in a yes. loop. But you see what I'm saying? I agree with you. Yeah, I'm like weirdly buying their stock, even though like. Not weirdly, Pratt, like that's a good good investment. You are going to cash out like some, like Tim Cook. I hope so. Who else are you buying or selling? I, you know, this might be a shock. I am buying Mallory's stock. I, you know, now that I think it's one of those things where in hindsight, you can now look at the totality of the relationship. And again, I I have to tell y'all, I got tea that the issue with Sal's ex was much bigger than they showed. It was like two days of Mallory refusing to film with him. It was a big fucking deal. And they told me 40,000 hours of fucking footage. Like it was dark guys. So, and I think I'm starting to relate to Mallory in a sense of like, when I was really, really guarded and like my trauma was my fucking second skin um, I, I actively made decisions of like the, uh, unreliable guy, mm-hmm. because to me, it spoke to me that he's safe because I know what yeah. I know he'll break mm-hmm. my heart. And that was more stable than taking a risk and actually knowing who I am and letting myself fall in mm-hmm. love and buying into the logic that you get hurt sometimes my trauma I wasn't able to process Mm -hmm. that healthiness outside of these toxic cycles that I was in and so I see that in Mal I saw that a lot in Mallory in the reunion and and so I'm buying I'm putting money in her stock and also in her FSA so she can go to therapy (laughs) like I support (laughs) I want to support everything you want nice what about you so I feel like that's a surprising one for me I didn't think it is probably how you felt about Danielle and Nick yeah the last kind of people that I would buy weirdly Shayna I knew you were gonna say it because I'm she was my next one because I just I liked what she was giving at the reunion like she was like yeah I shouldn't have said yes it was a people-pleasing moment and I was like because context I wanted to see on tv yes yes okay but also I was like honestly if I was ever on one of these shows I would be the engaged person. Like, I'm going to admit that right now. I probably, I'm not even joking. I think I would be the engaged person. And because of, I think the people pleasing, like, I actually think like, right. there's, and the, the, just the pressure. 
of it. And I think she just got caught up in it. And I was like, oh, I kind of relate to that. So and then I just love that she was she just gave nothing like she just the guys wanted tears and they wanted the quivery breath like Natalie gave. Yeah. And she just yeah. was like, paid them in yes. dust. I, this is the first time. And obviously there's a lot to be said, you know, Abhishek, it's always the ones who call out editing for their own behavior that no one edited you, bro. Like that was yeah. all you and those, and, and the people who actually got edited, I think Shayna actually got edited. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, yes. Well, yes. but, and then that's also what you buy into because she wanted to be on yes, TV, yes. but Shayna gives me good friend vibes. Mm. She's the person at 3 a.m. and she's like who the fuck like do I bring a bat do I bring ice cream like what are we doing hon like she's I she gives me good friend vibes because if you analyze her apologies the only ones that you that were heartfelt and actually showed remorse and she spoke what she did was to the women and the guys it was shut the fuck up yeah yeah and I love that and so Shana gives me good friend vibes and she might be messy in her family it's clearly MAGA yeah, but it's yes. also like that's, you yes. know what I mean like it's just like that's not all of you and maybe a little bit of therapy and a lobotomy to get you out of the MAGA yeah. colds but like she gives me good friend vibes of like oh no I'm bringing the bottle of wine and and ice cream and we're gonna you're gonna talk until you get this scrub out of your system yeah, so yeah. and like it that's a good choice I, like when she's like I need a my partner to be like my spiritual leader like that is the complete opposite of anything remotely something I think is good or or Same. anything but like also if that's what you want like if that's literally the entire like American economic market is under people who believe yeah. that and yeah. Is their home filled with home goods memorabilia and home goods art? Yes. And is she going to have like that perfect family boy, girl and her spiritual advisor husband? You know, some people need that, but they're not yeah. trash. Yeah. That would sooner saw off my leg, but it, it, it doesn't mean like she's like holy trash. Like I thought last time and she actually gives like a good person. Vibe, yeah. Yeah. Like, and yeah, you know what I mean? which is, I think we're giving her a lot with, but like, I'm okay with that. But no, I mean, I, I just mean at the very le- latest, like if I saw her on the street, like if I bumped into her, like in Chicago, or if we saw something stupid happening on the streets, like we'd probably look at each other and laugh. And I'm like, oh, like, you know, goodbye. But not like, I'm not going to go to yes, brunch. Yes, yes, you know what yes, I mean? yes. I'm not going to talk to her about intersectionality. yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. <laughs> I think the last the last people that I'm I'm buying their stock is is just Nick and Vanessa. <laughs> like clearly that's both of us because we're watching it all together. Yes. We are we are we are forever forged as one. They they want actually if we're doing power rankings, they actually won the reunion. 100% and no one was more shocked than I was. Same here. Oh my god. They gave us content yeah. of scripted um, they give us a window into their like, marriage counseling. Yeah. They 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 brought back. They talked about Jessica so much that Jessica should get paid royalty fees. We got we got everything, and I I am invigorated. Me too. Me too. And like just in 2022 to get Nick and Vanessa content, and for them to be doing well career wise. Oh wow! They're building it. <laughs> Okay. When I saw that they were hosting the ultimatum, but I was like, wait a minute, not, they're not even hosting. 
I bet you Nick pitched this. He was in the middle of writing What's Left to Me Part 2. And he's like, I got an idea. It's all coming to me. I got an idea. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, it's just the fucking Ken doll of, of Nick Lachey. Remember when 98 Degrees, like, when they would do, like, the rankings of, like, the boy band day, like, NSYNC was like the soulful ones, Backstreet Boys were the quintessential pop ones, and then 98 Degrees was the one that would beat up both of those guys. <laughs> I just, I just, I just miss those days. I miss the late 90s. Me too, me too. And they're going to be in Mexico, so maybe he'll be back in like a black cutoff, like tank top, and we'll see the, the sun tattoo and everything will be right. And then give me one more night. Uh, Una noche. Okay. It's just good. There's so much. The the amount of content he has for new songs. Oh my God. Like, it's going to be Give Me One More Night, Una Noche Part Two. It's going to be What's Left Me Part Two. It's going to be Ugh. It's the Hardest Thing Part Three. Oh, we have content for we days. We truly do. Are we selling stock or do our followers like already know who we're selling? I'm selling Shake. I'm selling Kyle. I'm selling, <laughs> I'm selling Sal. I'm selling. Honestly, Shane, I. I think he stayed the stock for him. I don't think he did bad. I don't think he did good. He just stayed the same. So I'm not buying, but I'm I'm watching. Well, I will tell you now that he is there no stock. So it's going to be kind of like up and down, up and down and yeah, crash yeah. because it's all a lie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Shane is there no stock and I'm already selling because um, I could, uh, he, you know, he shouldn't have, ended on berating Natalie for an apology I probably would have bought his yeah. stock when he did that I was like oh this is Theranos stock <laughs> and I don't want it um and Nick uh Nick Salvador and Abishek they're the great depression so they actually crashed the stock market and inflation is up and it cost me $100 to fill my gas tank. peanut butter sandwiches and drinking <laughs> yes. water out of a hose. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah, this is why I was drinking water because I didn't have coffee grounds. I'm going to eat a dried saltine cracker after this and call it a day. <laughs> and I think that's a perfect place to end full circle with the water. I really enjoyed this Love is Blind journey Same. with you. I'm going to go get a lobotomy and... <laughs> a psyche valve for myself because I think I'm in a well, but I'm just so grateful for you and your analyses and your points. And you've made me laugh like no other in the last few months. And I'm just like, same. I love that we're going to, we're going to continue doing this. Same, 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 same. I told Sophie this like Monday, I was like, I literally, I was one of those fucking obnoxious people, like kind of dancing while I was like making my coffee. <laughs> I was like, who the fuck is this person? Usually I'm like depressed. It's Monday. I'm like <laughs> fighting for my life. And I was like kind of like, and there was no music. And I was just kind of like. The way you were just bopping there, I was like, give me this one. <laughs> <laughs> I put on Nick Lachey. I was like, who is this person? Is this person happy? <laughs> There's some insight into me, but like, I just like, yeah, I, I was just thrilled. I, I spent my week smiling. I replayed oh those clips. Goodness. I was cutting clips. I was, I was on, I was on iMovie, like figuring out <laughs> cut clips. I was replaying. And I was like, send those clips to me. Yeah, yes, I yes. want to save them. 
camera roll, like a fucking like like Chris Jenner. Oh my god. I'm like looking up how to make an Instagram reel. Like didn't figure it out. <laughs> oh no 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 my face hurts. My face hurts. Like could only get it onto YouTube. But like, like and I was like, okay, first, okay, then you're gonna have to give me this now and I'll turn it to a reel and then I'll turn be able to share it to you and Instagram. Oh, it was such a fun week. Yeah. And I just uh this collaboration. I'm just so grateful. Like honestly, 2022 can like go to shit, but I'm just grateful yeah, for this collab. Me too. Me too. Thank you so much. And see you at the ultimatum, everybody. Hey, that's what next. Oh my goodness. I love this for us. As, but I, especially for obviously Nick and Vanessa clearly Lachey, like they are the they are the real winners of this Love Is Blind season, Absolutely. and we 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 got to give credit where credit's due, y'all. We we got to. We have to. Okay, Sophie, this was a pleasure. Beyond honored, honored. I don't know a better person. Oh, stop! Like, like I'm literally I'm gonna, stop. I'm gonna <laughs> that Oprah, that Oprah gift, <laughs> like where she's just crying, and I think all they asked her about was bread, and you're like. <laughs> I don't know a better person. <laughs> I'm gonna put with this episode. Okay. Fucking love that. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna stop. <laughs> this is my job. Last time I forgot. I'm pressing stop. Bye, everybody. And there you have it. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to Sophie for joining me again today to talk about Love is Blind. As we mentioned, we're going to cover the ultimatum. I couldn't be more excited about this partnership and collaboration. So get ready for more content from Sophie and I coming in April. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can leave me a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you think that one of your friends would like this episode, send it to them, share it on socials. That helps new listeners find the podcast. I hope you are all safe and healthy out there. As always, I'm your host, Tori, and I'm ready to be petty. See you soon. Bye.